Welcome to the Boost Health Podcast, where we are searching for wellness balance. Your host is Paul Sandberg, a certified strength and conditioning specialist with nearly 20 years of experience in the health and fitness industry and degrees in human biology and business. At Boost Health, our passion is to learn and share new wellness tactics and help individuals create their own personal health strategy. Join us on this journey of being open-minded and trying new things. You can learn more at MyBoostHealth.com. Welcome to the show. Find your balance. 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 Find your balance. That is our goal here at Boost Health. Welcome to episode number 41 of the Boost Health Podcast. Now you're stuck with just me today, no special guest. I'm doing this one solo because I wanted to do a special show on holiday health. I'm gonna give you eight ways today to improve your health during the holidays. I said improve, improve your health during the holidays. And I'm gonna also invite you to take part in a special wellness challenge. Now a couple quick announcements before we jump into the show. Extra boost. I'm real excited about this. I am launching a special members area on myboosthealth.com. And in this members area, I'll be sharing additional fitness tips, workout videos, nutrition ideas, behind the scenes of what I do personally. There's going to be a community forum and much more. And the extra boost is also going to house this wellness challenge I'm talking about. Now be sure to listen to the show and check out the website to sign up. It is free for right now, which is great. Boostel TV, in case you have not heard, Boostel TV has launched. If you're watching this right now, you realize that. Uh, there are several shows uh, that are uploaded onto the Boostel TV YouTube channel already. And I'll link to this in the show notes and blog if you're listening to this on the podcast. Newsletter, if you haven't already signed up for the weekly Boost newsletter, you can do so very simply by entering your name and email onto the homepage of myboosthealth.com. This way you don't miss any Boost Health news. All right, now here is episode number 41 called Eight Ways to Improve Your Health This Holiday Season. You've probably heard of holiday health and fitness challenges with titles like Maintain, Don't Gain and Holiday Survival. Now, I used to like these programs. Heck, I even used to help design these types of challenges when I worked in population health management. Now, don't get me wrong, I still like the general concept of these challenges where the objective is to help the participant engage in more healthy behaviors than they normally would during the holidays. For example, many of them award credit of some sort to the participant to exercise a certain number of days per week or to avoid as many sweet treats as possible, just as an example. But I'm getting to wonder if there is an inherent problem with the mindset behind these. It seems that there is an assumption of an excuse to fall off the wagon built in like, well, it's the holidays and you know it's going to be crazy with the stress and excess drinking and travel and overeating and lack of exercise. The thought of maintaining or surviving could be viewed as an accomplishment, I suppose, especially if you do really struggle this time of year. But I would argue this is still the wrong attitude. You might say that these are just catchy names of holiday challenges and I'm worried about the wrong things, but I actually think we need to rewire our thoughts around holiday health. Now, I have a different challenge for you this year. 
I'm saying let's not maintain our health during the holidays. I'm saying let's not just survive during the holidays. Let's progress our health during the holidays. Yes, let's actually get better during the holidays. Now, I know it may seem challenging or maybe even impossible, but if you try my tips I'm about to share, I think you'll have a great shot at coming out of the holidays healthier than you went in. The name of the challenge is the Extra Boost Holiday Wellness Challenge. Now, let's jump right into the tips and how the challenge works. Number one, strength training. Those who know me understand this one is non-negotiable. Since you can do a full body workout anywhere, anytime with little or no equipment in less than 30 minutes, there really is no excuse in not getting this in. Full body training three times per week is preferred as you maximize recovery and volume. Full body training versus split group muscle training is still debated in the fitness industry. I can tell you this for sure because my article on full body versus split group training is easily my most hit page on myboosthealth.com on a daily basis. I included a few studies that show benefits of full body training over split group training, uh, and these include better hormone regulation, more calories burned, and more muscular hypertrophy. Now, also, if you are someone who misses workouts on occasion, this guarantees you hit all your major muscle groups each week. Now, since we are making progress this holiday season, this is critical. Number two, merge tradition with health. What do I mean by this? Well, I love the holidays. I've probably even over-romanticized them a bit since I was a kid. I would remember favorite events from previous years. And I'd want everything to go the exact same way each season. And we all know that's pretty much the impossible dream, of course. Now, for example, every year, my dad and I would cook a turkey together at Thanksgiving. We would grill it outside. And the temperature in Kansas that time of year is usually pretty chilly. We would fight wind and even snow sometimes. Now, this would lead to something that would normally take three hours in an oven to an all-day outdoor extravaganza. As you might imagine, this led to some pretty good adventures and stories. Now, my dad passed away from pancreatic cancer in 2006, but I continued the tradition as best I could since then. Even after I switched to a plant-based diet five years ago, I kept on cooking the turkey each year for the rest of our family and friends. Now, what's my point? My point is, I know that many of you probably have special traditions during the holidays, and some of them may not positively affect your health and fitness, but maybe we can make some small adjustments to these. Maybe we can still enjoy the traditions without sacrificing our health. Perhaps there is a holiday party you always attend, but tend to eat unhealthy foods there. And a solution might be to merge the tradition with better wellness by bringing in your own healthy food and eating that instead. You could also plan an early workout with a friend or group the next morning to help prevent it being too late of the evening out. Number three, manage stress. Increased stress is a very real hurdle during the holidays for many people with travel and family disagreements and financial issues, etc. It's interesting, Consumer Reports did a survey in 2011 of over a thousand Americans and they found that over 90% of participants have stress during end of year holidays. Now, the top stressors were pretty interesting. The most stressful situation for most people, uh, 68%, was crowds and long lines. Gaining weight was 37%, number two. Number three, also 37%, was getting into debt. And the list goes on. I'll share the link to it in the show notes and blog. One I thought was pretty interesting was having to be nice at 15%. So again, I think our mindset during the holiday season is something that we can rewire a little bit. Now, with all these possible stressors, 
is actually a really good time to put some practices to work to help activate your parasympathetic nervous system, also known as your rest and digest. And with all the hustle and bustle of the modern world, most people, myself included, don't want to take time to do what our body needs to do most, which is to slow down. Meditation, earthing, and gratitude journaling are all great ways to de-stress and calm the nervous system. If you have ever done any of these activities before, I bet you told yourself that you should do this more often when you were done. <laughs> I know I do. So let's get in a rhythm with these and practice at least one of these disciplines every day. Number four, try fasting. I should first say that fasting should only be attempted if you don't have a food eating disorder of some sort. I cover fasting methods and benefits at length in my article on five nutrition tips for everyone, which I'll link to in the show notes and blog. But basically, every time we eat, our bodies become inflamed. It's hard work for our body to digest food. And it appears that giving the body a break from eating on occasion has benefits. In my article, I share that intermittent fasting is better at reducing body fat, increasing muscle, and decreasing stress than a calorie restriction diet. And one method of intermittent fasting that's doable for most folks is the overnight fast, where you wait 12 to 16 hours from the last time you ate the night before. So if you ate at 7 p.m. the night before, then you wouldn't eat again until 7 a.m. the next morning. And that's pretty doable for most folks, right? If you can last a little bit longer, like 24 to 48 hours, there are even more amazing benefits. In fact, a 2015 study in cell metabolism shared that this type of prolonged fasting can protect normal cells and organs from toxins and increase autophagy, which is basically like spring cleaning for your cells where damaged cells are removed and new ones are created. This happens even with cancer cells where cancer cells are killed off. Now with this in mind, it seems that the occasional prolonged fasting certainly has some really, really great long-term benefits. I've personally only done this overnight fasting, the 12 to 16 hour fasting, but during this holiday season, I'm going to try at least one of these prolonged fasts. And based on what I've heard and seen in research, it sounds like uh, there's some really great benefits and probably really like it. Something that's good to do on occasion. Number five, get a good morning routine going. If you don't already have a good morning routine, the holidays are a great time to get one going. With all the added activities and stress, it can be helpful to start out each day as well as possible. Now, in my article called 10 Tips for the Best Morning Routine for Health and Productivity, I share what I think are the most important ways to start your day. A few that I think would be extra helpful to hone in on during the holidays are getting up early, doing fasted cardio, and productivity hacks. Now, there is no such thing as people who are night owls and early birds. I know we hear that a lot, but I'm out to say that there's no such thing. We can all get up early with a simple reset of our sleep biorhythm. Now, some may say they just can't get out of bed early and they just can't get to bed early and they're sort of stuck in that cycle. Well, my response is try getting up at 4.30 or 5 a few days in a row and then you can see how easy it is for your body to go to bed at 8 or 8.30. Also, avoid blue light uh, right before you go to bed. Those come from like your mobile phone and TV. Now, your body wants to go to bed on time but we trick it into thinking the sun is still up with these blue lights from these devices. So try to avoid those. Doing cardiovascular exercise in a fasted state, that was another one. This has actually been shown uh, to be better than exercising in a fed state for preventing weight gain, helping muscles adapt, improving insulin sensitivity, and improving glucose tolerance. These benefits can come in pretty handy during the holidays, as you might imagine. 
Doing faster cardio every day would probably be overkill. But on the days you're not doing strength training, that would be great. So for example, if you're doing full body strength training on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, then you could do your fasted cardio sessions on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And productivity hacks. What do productivity hacks have to do with health during the holidays, you might be wondering? Well, research is showing that being productive and checking things off your to-do list can actually improve your dopamine levels, can increase them. So yes, it really does feel good to get things done. Also, getting things accomplished in the morning can set the tone for the whole day. The more you can get done, the less stress you will have, at least from a time perspective. Studies have shown that humans work well in 90-minute windows without interruption and then follow that with a break. Now, this is because we operate in a natural flow called the ultradian rhythm, where we can perform optimally for about 90 minutes and then we need a break for about 20 minutes. I can tell you from my personal experience, this really does work when I make myself do it. I found it to be successful to work for 90 minutes and then go outside and take a 20-minute walk. Uh, and many times I've noticed I'll actually be hitting a wall with focus or lack of creativity towards the end of that 90-minute window when I paid attention to it. Um, but when I go out and I have that walk or go out on that walk, I'll come back and it'll be much easier to get past whatever that hurdle was before I left. So it's almost like your body just needs a little break about every 90 minutes or so, and then you can come back and be super productive. Number six, eat five cups of fruits and vegetables daily. Now, this one is funny to me because everyone knows that fruits and vegetables are good for you. Yet most folks don't get the U.S. dietary recommendation of five cups per day, three cups of vegetables and two cups of fruits. Now, there's a massive study done in 2017, which I'll share in the show notes and blog, um, where they went on a mission to find out if fruits and vegetables actually help you live longer. They looked at 18 countries, seven geographic locations, low, middle and high income levels, and it showed that three to four servings of fruits and vegetables reduces your mortality rate. That's pretty good reason to eat more fruits and vegetables. And if you're not sure about measuring this out, an easy way to make sure you're getting enough fruits and vegetables is to just have half of your plate or bowl comprised of fruits and vegetables in every meal. Number seven, get 10,000 steps per day. I know this may be a stretch goal for some folks, myself included. For example, there are lots of days where I get a big bike ride completed in the morning, but then I don't even come close to 10,000 steps for that day. I tell myself, ah, oh, it's okay, I got a good workout in that morning, but I know better. A 2017 study showed that even if you exercise, sitting too long during the day will still increase mortality rate. I'll link to that in the show notes and blog, of course. What does this mean? It means to sit for a little while and stand for a little while at your workstation. It also means that you need to move throughout the day. If you practice the 90-20 work and then walk productivity method I mentioned above, it should be easier to hit that 10,000 step goal. Number eight, build in accountability. Having a supportive community is tremendously powerful in improving your health. I've shared several different studies in the past that show how community and mentorship can enhance performance. I'll share these really quickly again in case you missed them. In a 2012 study, researchers at Kansas State University found that people who exercised with someone they thought was better than them increased their workout time and intensity by 200%. A 2011 study in the Journal of Sport and Exercise Psychology found that participants were able to hold a plank longer uh, when working out with a partner and increase their plank hold by up to 24% when working out with a more capable partner. 
this ability for a weaker partner or team member to perform better in a group situation than they would on their own is actually called the Kohler effect, named after researcher Otto Kohler in the late 20s that discovered this. And finally, a 2014 study in the International Journal of Nursing Studies found that older adults who had fitness mentors had a higher success in overall retention and participation rates, as well as the best improvements in fitness scores as opposed to the group without mentorship. Interestingly, the mentors were broken into several groups, including young student mentors and peer mentors, and the mentorship effect was the same. With this in mind, I wanted to build in accountability and a sense of community into the Extra Boost Wellness Challenge in a few different ways. As such, we're including a goal certificate that includes the objectives in this post, so the eight different tips that we gave you in this show. This certificate can go up on your refrigerator, in plain sight at your workspace, or anywhere it can be in view of yourself and anybody that you want to have help you with accountability. So somebody saying, hey, how's that 10,000 step per day goal going today? Um, so you just print it out and you write in your own personal touch for each goal. Now to add some fun and accountability, we will track points for each completed goal each day. So if you completed three of the goals, then you would get three points for that day. I'm actually going to give away a pair of Boost Health socks at random to one of the participants who completes this challenge. So to complete the challenge, all you have to do is email me at paul.sandberg at outlook.com with your completed certificate and filled out points tracker by January 10th, 2019. The points tracker can be used in a print write form or just in an Excel version if you prefer that. So I once had a client that joked, or maybe he was serious, I'm not sure, that his holiday season started with Halloween and it went straight through until Easter. And we're gonna define this holiday season for the challenge as December 5th, 2018 through January 5th, 2019. Now you can start the challenge late though, as I think it'll be helpful for you at any time that you start the challenge. The link to the challenge is in the show notes and blog. And it does require signing up for the Extra Boost membership, but that's currently free and it just takes a couple minutes. So hopefully, everybody will jump in and sign up and we can have a big group of folks. All right, that's it. I hope we get a bunch of you to join the Extra Boost Holiday Wellness Challenge. I hope these eight different tips help you make progress through the holiday season. I'm looking forward to seeing a bunch of you in the challenge. We're gonna have a open forum where we can share ideas and encourage each other along and hopefully all make a whole bunch of good progress this holiday season. Thank you all so much for listening to the show today. And a few things you can do to help out Boost if you would be so kind. If you could please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast, your favorite podcast app. Leave a review of Boost Health on the Boost Health Facebook page. Subscribe to the Boost Health TV YouTube channel. And follow my Boost Health on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can also visit the Boost Health website at myboosthealth.com for links to everything along with more motivation and information. Until next time, this is Paul Sandberg saying goodbye and find your balance.